This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope uh let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only miss sarah frazier david david that i was love a you. bad intro because my mic is having issues so let me just move this um i love you uh you are amazing i'm glad that we could do this because you are like what hours away from moving to the hamptons for the next like five months taking up residency darling six months honey Six months in the Hamptons. That look, they say you don't make money in podcasting, you do when you're David Yontif. All right. I mean, look. Listen, the lights have to be kept on somehow, baby. And we have things to do. But you know what? I'm gonna be in the city still on certain days. And you know, behind the velvet rope is not gonna miss a beat, no matter where we are coming from. We'll oh. be out in LA a little bit. We'll see you. There's things happening. I have still not been to Craig's, which for people who don't know, Craig's is like the it's spot that you go have lunch in Hollywood. You know, Justin Bieber goes there. Haley Bieber goes there. I mean, everyone goes there. And I am waiting for David to come to have lunch at Craig's. Put that on your schedule. Now, what is, listen, there's a lot going on with Bravo. Oh, can I just say one thing before we get to Bravo? And we don't even have to talk about this because nobody cares about anything that comes out of my mouth that's not Bravo related. Right. If anyone, I mean, the whole season, the whole new season two of Bling Empire dropped yesterday, which by the time you listen to this will probably be like five days later. Selling Sunset and Bling Empire on Netflix, each individually are better than anything that has ever been on the Bravo TV in the history of the world. I think they're two of the best. Bling Empire is just beyond phenomenal. It's that beyond. good? I think it's beyond Okay, wait, wait, wait. What about Bling? What about Bling Empire is really good? Well, I mean, you know, it's and I have some people coming up from it. You know, like um, one of the person whose ideas it was is on the show, Kelly Me Lee. She's actually suing the executive producer to say that he stole her idea. She's actually a cast member, but um, it's literally it literally is. I mean, she's she says she went to see Crazy Rich Agents. And she's like, this is my, me and my friend group. She's actually not, they say she's only worth 5 million based on my deep dive. But I mean, Anna Shea is worth like 600. Like this is like, this puts these Beverly Hills girls to shame. Like 600 million. There's Sherry Chan who's worth, I mean, there's people like this Jamie C. Her father's like a billionaire. Like people are, Dorothy Wang from Rich Kids at Beverly Hills on E is on it now. Like there's tons of money. It's like, it literally is the reality version of Crazy Rich Asians. But 
these personalities, Anna Shea is the best reality person that's ever existed. It's like, it's like selling sunset. It feels like that with the music and the way it's edited. It's just so high brow. It's so in the money and you escape love it. So selling sunset and bling empire for anyone that thinks the world stops with Bravo, just guys open your eyes. There's a lot going on out there. Okay. Well, this is, I just thought I'd put that out there. No, thank you, because I don't watch Bling Empire. And I do, I have watched Selling Sunset, but I haven't watched the latest season. And, and don't um, watch season two of Bling Empire. Watch, if you're going to watch it, watch season one, get to fig- learn it. It's, it's eight episodes in eight episodes. You could do that quick. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to get him on board because I am all, um, well, you know, I mean, I also like a lot of my time is spent watching TLC, right? Like a lot of people from the TLC network come on my show. So I'm 90 day fiance before the 90 day. So I have like all those shows. So I need to get on board. And then of course the housewives are Bravo stuff. So that's like all I have room for, but. Well, Bravo is what you talk about me keeping the lights on and going to live my life in Sag oh. Harbor. Bravo is what pays for my Sag Harbor summer. So speaking of where, oh. you know, let's just start with the obvious. Beverly Hills oh, is that. Oh, David, I was, I was hoping that you would bring this up first because I have so many thoughts on episode one. Like it is, the fr- I just, I am obsessed with the show. Listen, I think it's going to be another great season. I do my recaps. You know, everyone wants me to keep Kim D after New Jersey every week from now until the end of the show. Kim D and I are doing Patreon Saturdays. Now, if you don't, at first people are like, but I don't understand, like Kim's from New Jersey. No, because Kim is like meeting these people for the first time. So we yeah. like our last Patreon episode, she's like, I have to say something. I don't like this Sutton person. Like, so it's really funny because Kim just doesn't give a fuck and she says whatever she comes to her mind. And I'm like, well, Kim, she's actually somebody that most, the Kim's has very unpopular opinions. She loves Rena and Erica. And I'm like, Kim, like, I understand, like, but you got to catch up to like current day things are going on. I mean, I, I you can like whoever you want. I just try to explain to her most people aren't in the Rinna or EJ camp these days, but I'm all for different opinions. So what did you think? Um, obsessed. The, the greatest franchise of all time. Um, the, the, the fact that Sutton, right, this sweet Southern belle who you think is going to be just a pushover has come in and taking on Erica head on doesn't give a rip about any of the, I mean, she is the most unsuspecting housewife ever. You know, I could live without Crystal. I mean, I hope Crystal brings it. I want Crystal to bring it. Eh. Um, I'm always team Erica. I love Erica. Like the moment, the first season when Erica walked in and was patting that puss with these very hoity-toity Beverly Hills women, I was in love. I'm still in love with Erica. I, I do think that I, I get her position, which I get her position to an extent. I do think that Erica could just have more empathy for the victims, which she says, you know, she does, but that this is not her fault. And the fact that she's dealing with all these lawsuits and people have already made their judgments that she and Tom were in this together and stealing the money when, when she's never been arrested, she's never been charged. I mean, I love Erica. I I do. I do. I love Erica's kind of coldness. I, I, because Erica is like unapologetically herself, which I think for women is so important, even though of course she gets shit all over. The first episode, I mean, Dorit and PK, that break-in. 
I, I actually had anxiety watching it. Like, like I was locking my door midway watching. I mean, and my husband says to me, why the fuck are you locking it? We don't live in a house that like PK and Dory, no one's coming in here. I'm like, I don't care. You're in LA, baby. We're in LA. But to me, what is, so? I almost am hesitant to put this out in the atmosphere, but because we do talk about all things Bravo, I mean, going on Twitter and seeing the response, like seeing people even question, you know, a lot of people do not think that that robbery was real. You know, the- I try to explain that to Kim. Uh, Again, every Saturday on my Patreon, Kim and I are bringing this down. She was like, and I'm like, listen, I'm not saying it. I'm just telling you what people are saying. Kim is like, but how could you watch last night's episode and not think this is real? I'm like, Kim, there are a lot of people that don't think it's real. David, what are people saying on Twitter? Per, per well, not only Twitter, TikTok. I mean, there are deep dives on TikTok now trying to make a connection between Kyle Richards having her security system done by Teddy Mellencamp's husband, Dorit. Now, Dorit, immediately after that episode, I don't know if you watched watch what happens. I live. did. I saw It was really good. Um, You know, Dorit explains why the security alarm wasn't on, which is the kids are moving around the house. They go upstairs, they go downstairs, they trip the security alarm so they just don't put it on. I don't see how as rich people, and but maybe they're so delusional thinking that, you know, no one would rob them. I mean, I don't see how, if you're on TV, if you have money or portray yourself as money, you are such a target. Kim Kardashian. I mean, when Kim was robbed in Paris, even Howard Stern questioned if it was real. And I mean, that was as real as it got. I I believe it's 100% real. I mean, Teddy, I mean, Dory and PK would have to be such actors, you know, but there are huge deep dives going on right now on TikTok about why Teddy Mellencamp's husband did the security systems for both of these people and they were never turned on. Um, and then there's a whole correlation of just like, what is the chances, the luck, you know, Teddy Mellencamp and her husband rented a house to the very popular up and coming big star pop spoke, the singer who was murdered outside their home. When somebody saw on his Instagram that he had like a wad of cash or whatever. So a lot of people are making a lot of assumptions. What do you think Teddy's like some behind all of this or something? I, I don't, I think when you are in that Hollywood elite bubble, I mean, this is what I'm saying is all these people are, are huge targets. A couple of months, I mean, a couple of months ago, the guy who owns Fashion Nova, he was with his security. He was robbed at his house. His security guard was shot. I do believe survived. I think one of the people that was trying to rob the guy in LA, in LA, in LA was murdered. I mean, you are you are in a tight circle of Hollywood elite and you guys are all huge, huge targets. We'll even look at like, well, Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset, her, she just had a home invasion. She's another one. Her fashion, she rivals Dorit. Her fashion is on fucking point, on point. It is so, everything is brand, brand, brand. She's gorgeous. Christine Chu from Bling Empire also. Um, But, and then, I mean, even you could say, look at Jennifer Aiden. Jennifer Aiden said, I'm in Florida with Bill. We're on vacation. And that 
Ferrari was stolen out of the garage in New Jersey. I don't know if you know about that. So it's just anyone on reality. Like when you put out, listen, I live in a doorman building, but I'm even freaking out of like, I put out to the world that I'm going to be in the Hamptons for six months. I'm still going to be back and forth, but I'm not in a house that there is a difference. You have someone at the desk. I mean, granted, if someone walks in with a gun, takes the gun, points it at the doorman, blows him to pieces and then goes through every apartment in the building. You could take anything you want, but I don't still know, know why he would choose my apartment. But it is, I'm very wary of like, you don't put where you are in the world. It's very, you just got to stop guys. Um, and, and to me, the price of being on some of these shows, I wonder if people are questioning because, you know, part of the reason we follow them is for, you know, Rina, scene one, of this season sits down, you know, t- has an Hermes, takes out a Gucci from within the Hermes. I mean, you know, to me, I would just be like, oh my God, am I the target next? You know, honey, I mean, don't I- watch Bling Empire. <laughs> Cause it's, it's, oh, it's, wow. it's that. I mean, it's, it's that when Carson Cressley was on my show, I said, who do you think is the best dress housewife? And he's like, the best dress housewife is not a housewife. It's Christine Chu from Bling Empire, period. The end. I've never met someone in my life that knows the houses and the brands and the history. So it's like, it's, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all of these, right. Like Rinna did that and she had the Gucci inside of this. And it's, it's look, I mean, Dorit, look, nobody deserves this, but I mean, Dorit's Instagram was a hundred percent her closet for months before this. Everything was in her closet. This shit was behind her. She wasn't saying, look at all my stuff, but when you're standing there, it doesn't take a genius to say, okay, let's, let's like pretend Dorit's not standing there. I see like five Hermes on the top shelf, three, three of this on the second shelf. So it's like, why you guys, why? I, Look, I believe 100% unequivocally that, um, that 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 was a sincere robbery. And I mean, hearing Doreen yeah. tell this story and just sitting, I mean, I, I felt like as a mother, I could feel like begging for your life and the life of your children. Like, please, they just, like, I will give you anything you want. Just please do not kill me and my kids. Like, please, please. And I mean, the fact that her, her children always sleep with her when PK was away and that night she just happened to put them back in there. I, I I just, I can't even believe that people would go on social media and put out to the, like, you guys know that karma is real is it though is it like what is social media like is this last season of beverly hills where 99 percent of the people hated erica is it like or are people is it divided down the middle people are saying this and a lot of other people are saying bullshit it's there's this is real or is it like most people are coming for erica i mean are are coming for jury and are like we don't believe it i have to say I was oddly surprised at how many people were questioning. Now, to be fair, do I know like the break, probably the breakdown is 80% support for Dury and PK and 20% of people questioning and doing these horrible deep dives on TikTok about like, you know, uh, the connection to Teddy, the connection to all this stuff. It's like, I, I, I just... I'm always amazed that people will put that out there in the universe. Like you guys do know, like putting that video out there and, and accusing somebody of doing that, like when they nearly were murdered. I mean, you're bringing up a whole bunch of karma, I think headed your way, like of just 
No. On this show and on my own show, I really am now trying to be, you know, I mean, of course, as a viewer, I try to give our perspective of like, well, I didn't like this that somebody did or whatever. But when it comes to things like almost being murdered, kidnapped, even Erica's finances, the fact that people are like, isn't it great that we were talking about these things as if they're part, like there are these things are part of our reality shows, like murder, kidnap, home invasions, fraud. Like this is, this, these shows are gotten real, Sarah. I know. I, well, look, this is what I was saying to you when you and I talk on the phone is I think what's hard for these franchises is the, the ante has been upped so much. It's like, Atlanta, what what does Atlanta have? If someone's not in a nasty divorce, being arrested, being charged with like, you know, conspiracy to like overthrow the government. I mean, what is there? Like, like that's why I think now the ante has been up so high. It's like, I don't want to watch Atlanta. I mean, unless they're- And no, and mind you, like when this happens before anything was out to the public, I mean, I had a minute of saying like, we ended last season by saying the person that's the most likely to be fired in this particular group at this point was Doree, which I, I agreed last season. I think you're not going to fire Crystal after her first season. I mean, it wasn't, it was like Doree. And then this happened. I was like, oh, this is convenient. I said that for a minute. Now, you know, then you start reading the paper and watching the news. Listen, you could get in a lot. But I mean, so I understand I'm not taking any sides. I also don't think this is a, a fraud. Like, I think this is real. But I, I, I get I get where people's minds are going. I, I, I do. But it's I mean, listen, you have to have some balls. And I guess, listen, we have Jen Shaw, who's probably going away for her. Like, so people have balls. But I mean. I would be shitting a brick. Like you fake something like this, you are in big, big trouble. Not to mention insurance fraud and all. Once you defraud insurance and get money for that, it's just like, listen, the wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Think back to where you were when you first heard or learned about reality TV. Can you really think back? Probably not, because reality TV has been with us forever. And that's what brings us all together here behind the velvet rope. Well, now I want you to remember this moment. Because listen, being is reality TV for your ears. That's right. It's an innovative new audio format like no other podcast you've ever heard. This season, it's being trans. Meet Chloe, Jeffrey, Mariana, and Cy. Over the course of six episodes, you get to be a fly on the wall. And isn't that what we all love best? For their most intimate conversations and unscripted raw moments. I thought I was going to listen to these six episodes like, you know, over the course of six weeks because I'm really busy binged, 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 could not stop listening. Listen, they handle health and family and relationships. Of course, their love lives and drama. So with this podcast, you're going to gain a unique understanding and insight into their lives. And again, fly on the wall, eavesdropping. That's what we love best. From Lemonada Media's Being Studios, this is audio reality. Brilliant idea, guys. This is Being Trans. Being Trans is out now wherever you get your podcasts.
And before we move on, the two, the two things the two things I have to say, which I said with Kim on Patreon, the only thing I don't understand, but again, when you're in that and your mind is so, your mind is fucked, right? Because you think you're going to die. I don't know. I, you, I, nobody could criticize because you don't know how you're going to react. I don't understand asking someone to leave your phone. That makes no sense to me. And I don't understand the gentleman who's robbing all your shit that takes a minute. I don't care if it's 10 seconds. The police could be speeding down the street and bends down and puts your phone next to your gate. I do not understand that at all. It's like, all I want is my life. All I want is my children's life. I think if she said, you know, like she says, like, please go, you've been here long enough. That is really smart. I don't think I would ever say that. I would be afraid to say that. It is kind of smart. It gets them out of your house. I don't know where your mind goes and then says, by the way, take all my Louis and Birkins and a million dollars worth of stuff and jewelry. Just leave my phone. I mean, I understand you need to call 911, but you, if you have to run next door and bang on the door after what you've just been through, do it, right? Yeah, but what I if they're know. still outside? What if they're still out there? Oh and my you, God, you Sarah. run with the kids or I, I don't know. And you know, people were very critical of PK coming from the, the airport over to Kyle's that, you know, that, that Dory went over to Kyle's the right. night, the day after the night after left her kids with supposedly security and PK's assist. A lot of people had a lot of questions about that. And let me just say, I don't want to be portrayed I mean, to our audience. That is just, again, to me, it is a little... All right, I'm trying to keep it positive to bring the kids, have them play upstairs. It's it's a little, it's well, I could see that. Listen, I don't have kids. I don't have that. I don't have that gene. I feel for nobody. I'm a horrible human being. But even I could say like, I, I see where people are going with that. Like you now don't want to leave your kid's side forever, forever and ever. You're like afraid to even go to the bathroom without your children after something like that happens. I don't know. What are you doing at Kyle's filming? It's, it's just, I'm not criticizing. I think it's real. I'm not being negative. But again, I haven't had this happen to me and I can't imagine how I would react, but go ahead. And let me, I mean, let me just say this, whether it's Jen Shaw, Erica, Dory, if, if, you know, this goes both ways. So I, I was critical of people like on Twitter and TikTok questioning this, but you know, if in fact, Jen Shaw was defrauding these people, if Erica knew, I mean, karma's real for them too. Like, I'm not saying this like, oh, fuck the audience. I'm saying this, like it works both ways. I mean, if there was anything amiss in this robbery, um, I, again, I, I think it was so genuine. Like I just, as a mom was like, oh my God, I, I can't even imagine. Um, but you know, it works both ways. You know, karma's a bitch to them too. Like if if they're lying or if, if EJ knows a lot more, I mean, that's going to come back to her in a huge way. Yes. And by the way, now we have other issues. We have two other issues which have re- re- arisen in our first scene. First of all, L, now Dorit on Watch What Happened said, you know, Lisa Vanderpump never reached out. Miss Vanderpump has come forward with receipts. And she's like, A, I did reach out after the home invasion. And here are the, here's the text. So Miss Vanderpump has provided a text that it seems now, I mean, you know, it's always hard with these texts because like, just show us everything. Do you know what I mean? Like they always block yeah. off. And so it's like, it seems like this is truly to PK where Miss Vanderpump said, I'm sorry to hear about what happened, how horrible, and I'm glad you're okay. So Miss Vanderpump calls shit on Miss Kemsley's statement that she didn't reach out. 
And Ms. Vanderpump has added that, by the way, when I fell off the horse and I was on crutches and I had my own problem, nobody reached out to me from the Kemsley household. Not necessarily the same thing, not taking sides, a falling off. But, you know, I, I get where Lisa's coming. I mean, being held at gunpoint is different than falling off a horse and being in a cast. So, but she's just putting that out there. So we have this now and the main feud to come out. Well, the other second feud to come out of the premiere is that um, Lisa Rinna is not happy with uh, watching back the scene that she wasn't in and seeing Sutton say, you know, my type is a little different than Erica's. Like I have my own money. I'm going for character. I don't need to date someone for money. Miss Rinna has said, you know, well, that's really convenient because basically all your money is from your ex-husband. That is how you have more money than God. And Sutton's like, come on, we were together since high school. That's not exactly the same thing as like a 28 year old waitress who went home with, you know, the Aaron Brockovich lawyer. And, um, yeah. And Rena's like, oh. Rena, listen, does Rena let anything go online? Rena's like, okay, well, I don't see that. Um, I think I hit a nerve. Someone's a little sensitive. And I think Sutton has just bowed out of the, of the fight. Do you I love, love Rena? Look at you. You're laughing. You love Rena. I do. I, I, I adore Rena. You I and Kim Rena. D need to get together. She, she doesn't like Sutton, but Kim isn't focusing on the show. She loves, listen, everyone has their own opinions. That's what I love. And I don't just agree with Kim. Trust me, I smack her around. She loves Rena and she loves EJ. She, like you, she said, well, I don't know who this crystal person is, but I have no use for her. That's, those were Kim's exact words. And you know what is hard this season too, before we go on? We have, guess what? We have 10, 10 people, guys, 10. We have Kyle, I'm counting on my fingers, Kyle, EJ, Rena. Garcelle, Sutton, Dorit, Crystal, Crystal, Kathy Hilton, the new chick, um, Diana Jenkins, and 10, Sherry Zampino, Will Smith's ex, who's coming on as a friend of from Garcelle. If everyone goes back and rewinds this and counts 10, 10, 10, 10, I think people got to cut somebody after this year. I, I, and pl- uh, like, this is what I love about Beverly Hills and why it is number one ahead of everyone, you know, by two laps. It's it, because I actually love everybody. I think Garcelle brings it. I think Sutton brings it. I do think Crystal has the potential to bring it. I, I love all of them. They're all rich. They're glamorous. They know how to play the game. I just... You know, I mean, they're so good. And you know what's, I mean, what's wild is as much as we fell in love with Kathy last season, I didn't even miss Kathy. Like on this, I'm like, we don't even need Kathy. Like there is so much going on. You well, know, Kathy ain't coming for a very long time because that's when she was holding out for her contract. So, but yes. So yes and yes, there is this feud now between Ren and listen, we're seeing where this is going to fall. It's going to be Garcelle and Sutton and... Garcelle and Sutton and Crystal. Yep. And listen, we have the force, force five squad, whatever it's called. Now we have a fired woman who apparently the world thinks is behind all the home invasions. We don't even need to mention her name, but right. Like Doree is with Kyle is with Rinna is with EJ. Although Rinna and EJ have some problems coming up when she says, you know, honey, you can't pop pills and drink yourself to sleep, you know? And by the way, we don't need to have time to get into this today, but on my Patreon, not a shameless plug. Kim is like, oh, we argued to the death over the fact that I said, doesn't Erica Jane remind you of someone? And Kim was like dumbfounded. And I'm like, Kim is Teresa. 
Kim and Teresa Giudice and Erica Jane are the same person I find. So that was on our Patreon. Like mm-hmm. I, I, when Erica's just like sipping that cocktail and she's like, I don't fucking care. Go, go, go tell the producers to look it up. This isn't my fucking problem. And I mean, to Garcelle's point when Garcelle's like, you know, like, when were you cleared of all this? Like when Garcelle's like, well, I listened to all the podcasts and the blogs and when, and Erica's like, I, I don't give a shit. I said it. End of story. You know, for someone, and Kim is like, that's, I'm like, Kim, you hate Teresa and you love Erica. I get it. But if you want to step outside of yourself and take a picture, these are the two same people, Teresa Giudice and Erica Jane. So that's our discussion that we are having over there. We don't have to it's, do it today. Look, it's an incredible show. I, I, I love how Garcelle and Sutton are coming for EJ. I, I do, because Erica has, I love Erica, but Erica's sort of been the queen and untouchable and nobody really challenged Erica for many, many, many seasons. And while I still love, I ride for Erica so hard, I do think it makes for good TV that Sutton and Garcelle and probably Crystal are willing to basically call BS. And that gym scene where Garcelle is like, to your point is like, wait a minute, none of this is cleared. Uh, You could still have some empathy for the victims. Like, I mean, Garcelle was right, you know? I mean, yeah. Listen, I get it. Listen, before we, we're going to move on, but we have every week we're going to talk. We have so much to uncover with Beverly Hills. Look, it's too early to start making casting predictions. Who's coming back? But I got so much to say, but moving on, talking about casting predictions, um, this whole thing that's now out there is Heather Dubrow quitting the uh, RHOC. She just came out and said, um, I asked her when she was on my show, like, would you come back? And she never really answered. Look, I think, the reason why I like Heather, and I've said this before, you know, because here I am allowed to have an opinion. It's not an interview. I like Heather because I love when you don't need the show. I love that. I love that. Like Candy Burris does not need the show. Whether you right. like these, all the people that don't like Heather, I, I get it. I, I understand why. I do. I love Heather. I love when you are not thirsty and you don't need the show. So when you tell me, you know, um, I don't know, Candace Dillard is going to quit. I mean, Candy Gal ain't going nowhere. Like you might get fired certain people, but Heather is on the short list of people who will actually quit. She doesn't need the fame. She doesn't need the money. And so I do truly believe when she shut down production and I do believe, look, we all know, I mean, Heather has OCD. We're watching the show. She's, I mean, it all looks easy to her because she's so good at it. Like, looking the best and brands and house. Like, so I mean, look, you, you, you can't control this. This has to be like, it's like we talked about Giselle does it right. Countess Luann does it right. When you're able, like Luann never gets into Twitter wars or never go find it, go find it with Giselle. They don't like when you just come on and say, I was a mess on Monday and today. And you, like when you, when it bothers you. So I, I Heather probably dabbles in the image and you have no control over it, people. So I'm sure it's not so easy. I don't really think she's quit. I think it's premature to really say these rumors, but the difference is like, if you're telling me like, I don't know, um, Noella Burring, Bur- Noella Bergener just quit. No, she didn't quit right. people. She'll hold on for the rest of her life. Like Heather could quit. And that's why I love her. This could be a, a true story. My sources of my 
my investigation so far, this is not true. And you were going to say about her daughter, right? Her daughter, Max. Well, Max, I mean, you got credit for breaking that story because she commented on behind the velvet rope. But, you know, Max is out as far as continuing. Um, Obviously, Heather and Terry have four kids. They had agreed to be a part of this season. Um, It was all over. Max quit basically over like a family dynamic issue where the other kids were kind of making fun of her about food. Anyway, you know, she's off the show. I mean, I am so, so curious what, what happens with that show? I mean, and we talk about ratings. I mean, the ratings weren't great there. And, and, you know, we'll probably touch on this really quickly, but Real Housewives of Atlanta, I mean, this week they were trolled mercifully. Well, I'm probably saying that that word wrong, but anyway, they were just, it's bad. It's bad. The ratings are not good. Under a million for Atlanta. It's shocking. The second episode was lower than the first. This is shocking. Now, by the time you guys are listening to this, this Thursday, when you listen, my guest this past Monday, which you don't know now because we're recording this, but by the time everyone listens to this, was the one and only Miss Candy Burris. Woo! And Candy, so everyone that hasn't listened three days ago on Monday, go and listen. But Candy, it's strange. When Candy and I chatted, she was really like giving a sales pitch to the audience. Like, listen, I'm not, you can go and listen. Like this isn't, I'm not talking out of school, but Candy was like, listen, you know, if you're not watching because of your favorites, I I didn't even ask. And I was like, this is strange. And I was like, was there this big online movement of people that said they weren't going to watch because Portia isn't there? Because Candy said, listen, everyone who says, I mean, we only have two people that are gone, Cynthia and Portia from last season. I would think, no offense to Cynthia, they're talking about Portia and not her. And Candy's like, you know, I just give it a chance. Please, guys, wait to the second episode. So I think these girls went into this. There must have been buzz around it that, hey, people may not be watching. This is, I I sat with Candy before the first episode premiered. So before numbers were in on anything, Candy was like telling people, please watch. And I was, I just thought that was strange. And I also thought it was strange. Like I was going to talk about a lot of other things. Because I feel like you have to do that with like Candy and we did, but you know, out of respect for her, she's fucking Candy Burris. She's a major, but she wanted to talk about like 90% of our chat or 85% was about RHOA, which I found like I was, I was going to talk about escape and Candy and the gang and the fact that she's written like, you know, um, bills, bills, bills for day. We talk about all that, but it was very quick. Talk about housewives. Sometimes it was mostly, and I was like, God, like, I mean, this is like a dream. Like, I wish all the housewives wanted to come on and I didn't have to plug everything else that they've done in their lives. And I was like, wow. So, I mean, she really, I really, listen, I've wanted yeah. Candy for a long time. I'm always like cognizant of when someone comes on my show. So yeah. I just really think Candy was there to plug RHOA. So it has nothing to do with Candy, but maybe going in behind the scenes, there was this buzz to the girls of like, I hope we bring it. Yeah, I I wonder that too. And um, I was going to ask, I mean, maybe we just want to kind of move on and touch on Atlanta because people were bringing up Portia all week long. Bring Portia back. Portia's oh, well, laughing. well, there you go. Portia's laughing at these ratings. But I did want to ask you, because you're kind of more of an OC insider, have there been any announcements, developments about casting? What's going on? We don't know. I mean, look, the rumors are everyone is been get, is getting a contract to come back except Gina Kirschenheider. I mean, these rumors don't make any sense to me that Gina's been demoted to a friend. Gina says not true. I mean, oh God, like here's the thing. New York was broken and they did something drastic. 
I, I stand by, I don't think you could have two OCs. I don't think we can keep going. I don't think we could have two Atlantas. OG, oh, this, I mean, once we do this for every franchise, this is, this is, this is broken. It doesn't work anymore. And something's wrong with Housewives, period, which maybe it is, but I don't, I think you pulled that Rony card and now you can't do it with every franchise. It dilutes the brand. So I don't think they're going to do the two OCs. But I do think there is this sense of like, like to me, what I'm trying to say is to me, the OC is broken no more than New York was. So if we're just going to demote Gina and, and recast one person, I don't think that's true. I think they're going to try to do a total overhaul. I read the other day, there's a rumor that, I mean, I, I know her, that Alexis Bellino is coming back. Jesus, Jugs. you know, I have to tell you also, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Megan King Edmonds, who I know quite well, uh, Megan King Edmonds, she was in the mix for this past season. She spoke to the producers and they passed on Megan. So Megan could have, and I still believe, I believe that Heather, I just believe this, that Heather said, if Heather Dubrow was coming back with an opening scene like no other, I'm back that nobody from the past is coming back. We're going to have the return of Heather Dubrow, period. Put a bow on the cake, nobody else. Note. So I believe, this is just me, that Megan and everyone else that was maybe floated around, Heather was like, I, 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 I don't blame her. If you want me back, it's like Bethany Frankel. If you want her back, there needs to be a big grand entrance. I believe Heather said nobody else is coming in. So but Megan, Megan, I know for a fact, spoke to the producers. There was talk, look, Megan would be great if she came back. Her life is so different. Oh. She gets divorced from cuff. I mean, you know, she has a child with special needs. I mean, Heather's, I mean, follow yeah. Megan online. It's all Megan's about mommy amazing. blogging. And Megan has like a real, there's a lot going on. So Megan's, but then, yeah, Megan's, but I don't Megan's, believe any of it. That Alexis is, I don't believe it. I think if the show is going to change, it's going to be a major change. We're not just going to demote someone. I, I'm with you on Megan. I, I adore Megan. She's been on my show. I love Megan. I always did. And Megan is a person who naturally there's a lot of drama, you know? I mean, there's just a lot of drama around her. I mean, I'm sure the producers are kicking themselves because I mean, if they had said yes to her, you know, I mean, she married Joe Biden's nephew oh. and then divorced him in two months. I mean, it, it, that would have been incredible to follow, you know? Um, I'm sure probably President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden probably wouldn't have gone to their wedding if it had been filmed for yeah. Housewives. But still, I mean, just the connection would have been enormous. But anyway, um, OK, we'll, we'll I, find I, out. But but I but I really don't see how I mean, I don't know. You invited back Jennifer Armstrong and Noella. Ugh, I don't know, guys. Um, so listen, Max quit. If they go forward, Max Dubrow will not be filming. And I just want to say before we move on, I don't, you know, like Heather, don't hate her, you know, whatever, disagree with me. I think Heather Dubrow is a wonderful mother to, 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 to have two kids come out in different respects. You know, one is bi, one is a lesbian to really, I mean, okay. And like, and I mean, I have to say, no, I don't know these children, but from what we see on Instagram and online, these children considering don't seem like spoiled fucking brats, considering they're getting on a private plane and going to check out Syracuse. You know, it's like, they don't seem money obsessed. Like I'd be money obsessed. I'd be like, listen, 
here's, here's what I'm doing every week. Like I need this much for the Louis and the Gucci's and I need Rolex. Like this is, I, you have to give me, you know, 10,000 a week guys. So I I would be a horrible human being if those were my parents. Um, they don't see, so I just think Heather is into say to one child, okay, this isn't for you. And just great. I mean, I I don't know. I think Heather's a wonderful mother. I do. I'm not going to change my opinion. Moving on to other things. We have a couple that is rumored, look, they've never been so happy from where I'm sitting. Miss Lisa Hochstein from RHOM and, and Lenny Hochstein. They're in the news a little bit, Sarah. They are, listen, now I do know things. When it comes to RHOM, I got lots of inside insiders floating around down there. Guys. Okay, okay. Well, I want all the scoop because I have to get committed to watching RHOM. I, I haven't, I just haven't been into it. And so tell me everything I need to know, but you know, you're the, th- I recently, like the universe has been telling me I need to watch because I just you talked do. to the TV producer yesterday and he's like, you have to get on RHOM. It is so good. They have so much money. So yes, tell me, tell me what I need to know. I mean, look, so when it comes again, like if you want to go down the list of like, again, I always say Kyle and Mauricio. I mean, even like Lisa and Ken, like there are marriages that if you told me, I mean, even Joe and Melissa, they're not going to break up. If there are marriages that you told me are going to break up, I'd be like shocked. Am I shocked that Ashley Darby and Michael Darby are getting a divorce? Not even 1%. No. Uh, I mean, so you are, you really are. I I told you this. And and again, I was having this conversation with somebody else um, I can't even remember who it was. I feel like it was another television personality or something. And I said, I have seen them so many times in real life and they are a couple that just seems like they get each other that they like, I just felt like they kind of had this, this joke pulled over all of us. And in the end, they were going to be sailing off into the sunset and, you know, he would get old and she would take care of, I just, I think they were sexy together. He's young. Anyhow, I've told, I've said my page, like I'm shocked. I, I cannot wait to talk to her. I hope she comes on this podcast because I would be like, girl, what? Like I, they were into each other. Please call Ashley afterwards. We have to get her on this podcast now. No, but so, I mean, when it, when it comes to like Lisa and Lenny Hochstein, it doesn't shock me that, listen, they're, they're filming and there's a rumor that there was another girl and there was a confrontation and they had a huge fight in a club. Lenny has denied this. Here's the thing. I mean, I've heard from many insiders and we can just leave it at that, that look, I think, I think from what I've heard, their dynamic is like, she doesn't want, like she wants him, believe it or not. She would like him to be like, you know, faithful and into her. And she really, look, I think the more she's on the show, she's going to have her own money. But I do believe she went through years and years of like, not like, she doesn't want him to leave her. Like, I think she's, it's one of those sad cases of like, don't leave me. Yeah, you divorce and you get money and blah, blah, blah. But is it ever the same amount of money when you're done if you make nothing? That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't think she wants, I think she wants to hold on for dear life. And I think he wears the boots and that relationship and that it, it was for nothing to do with TV. I'm talking about the past 10 years they were off to you. And it's like, you know, just I have to do whatever he wants. Like, I don't want him to leave me. And this is just what my sources tell me. And you know, I think that they have a lot more in common with Ashley and Michael than we think. 
if you know what I'm saying. I I don't think that he has any bi tendencies. I don't think that he has any gay tendencies, but you know, you know, if it's, I think, you know, maybe there's like the old school ice storm key parties come, you never want to have a a vodka on the rocks, put, put your keys in and, you know, maybe at the end of the night, it'll be me and Lisa and the kids and I'll be sleeping upstairs and there'll be like a couple, three extra people that have stayed. (laughs) That's the rumor that they have parties and it is swingers and it is like, and there's, there's. I think they probably have a sick, debaucherous yeah. sex life too. Yeah. I think there's darkness there and just, but I don't think it just involves the two of them. Those are just my sources that I've heard. And what do I know? Who the hell am I? So okay. but that's so. Now, who the heck is David Yontif, top podcaster in the top 25 most listened to podcasts in pop culture? But yeah, okay. Are you, are you creeping on me on the charts, Sarah? <laughs> I am. You know I am. You have the show. Oh my gosh, you're too nice. But listen, um, you know, so the fact that there's this fight and it doesn't shock me, you know. I mean, look, I mean, again, for for Lisa, this is just like Ashley. If this is whether you get divorced or not, this is happening during RHOM filming. I don't think these listeners are gonna care what it's like. We're here for it. Listen, Lisa, I, Lisa to me was the most, I'm most disappointed in her from last season, which is season four of RHOM, season one of the reboot, but really sees they're calling it season four. I'm most disappointed in her. I had such high hopes for her. She's like a pretty interesting person. And like, she kind of fell flat on, on the screen. There wasn't really much going on with her. Um, so I think this could just make her a better housewife, but really you got to get on. Um, okay. RHOM. I'm on it. I'm on it. Cause I know we're going to talk a lot more about it. So, so, but you know, this doesn't shock me. We'll have to monitor it. And, you know, Lenny denies the whole thing. And you know, the other rumor is like, he, he makes you sign stuff when you go to him as a patient, which I think this is probably true. Like that you can't leave him a bad review. And I mean, listen, we all get bad reviews as you and I, all of us, you know, by the way, speaking of that, we get the most hate on YouTube. We talk about, you know, cause I break it down to it's our Nini talks, our Nini talks, bring out people a lot of people who hate Nini are like, you go, you two girls. And then other people come for us. Oh my God. I have to go look. Okay. We're going to start. We, we said that we would do it this time. And then I totally forgot, but I have to read our mean comments. Um, I'm dying to see what people wrote. Did people write a lot of um, nasty stuff to us this week? No, but just, it's the same old, like, you two should fucking read the the lawsuit before you speak about Nini. And I just responded to someone, no, thank you. I I, I know enough of what's going on. Um, you are a fucking attorney. Like, do these people not understand this? Like, but it's so that's where we get. So what was my point about hate? I don't know what my, what was I just, you know? Um, um, well, I mean, I think, I think we, you know, like you and I were talking about, there's, I need to get on board with RHOM. There's obviously some things with Lisa's husband. I've seen those in the blogs about patients having complaints, but they can't oh, yeah. say anything because he'll sue them. I mean, there's a lot going on there for sure. Um, oh, I wanted to read our nasty comments on this one on your um, Instagram. I mean, on your YouTube. Um, well, you do that. Um, what was I going to say? Um, speaking to something that's not nasty, a happy thought. Miss Schroeder, which I didn't even realize this was still a thing. I mean, Stasi and Bo like 
went and had their Italian version of their wedding that they were supposed to have before the pandemic. She looks stunning, by the way. She looks stunning. And, you know, a lot of people that hated on her, I don't know if you saw this, bloggers, you know, Instagrammers, all this stuff. People were like, this should have been for television. We should have followed her in TV. A lot of people wanted to see that. Um, They did. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing about being canceled. I mean, oh, we'll get into the new shows, but... um. Stasi has 500,000 more followers than she did before her controversy and her book is on the New York Times bestseller. Although, do you know that there is controversy surrounding Stasi's second book, which is now a New York Times bestseller, that people are saying she cheated her way to the top 10. I think it premiered it. Listen, you can be a best-selling author. You guys, if you ever look when someone says best-selling author, like Lala says best-selling author, no shade to anyone. Best-selling author really is whatever it is, but look for when it says New York Times best-selling author. That's what people want. I know certain housewives, particularly, I'm not going to name names, that were very disappointed when their books came out that they didn't make New York Times bestselling author. That's what's hard. And Stasi's now made it again. She made it for the first show. But there is now this controversy that Stasi's New York Times bestselling ranking is based on bulk orders. And I don't know why, but someone's like, bulk orders are not traditionally supposed to be included in your ranking. It's kind of like when like Madonna, one of Madonna's albums came out or Prince, this happened. We're like, if you buy the concert ticket, you get a free download. And so those download numbers are now included and you premiere at number one. You get, you're getting it for free because everyone wants to see you live. Should that really be that? Un, that I understand. I don't you just smile. You, you like love when I'm shady. Well, I don't understand I, why, but I, I'm telling I, you the argument is because it's like a bulk order and they shouldn't be included i don't know why they wouldn't be included unless i guess if you're bulking and shipping it for free well then okay great i don't know why that shouldn't be included but it's it's caused controversy doesn't a bulk order you know that's like i don't know walmart is is ordering a bulk order right but just because they order a bulk order doesn't mean that let's say they buy eight thousand copies right that eight thousand people i mean you could look at it both ways. You could look at it well, right? Walmart bought in bulk eight thousand copies. Now, how many of those are discounted to two dollars in a year? You know, you don't know. But we see this all the time, right? Did you see the Kardashians? Hulu put out Kardashians, the most downloaded and watched YouTube streaming show of all time, but they wouldn't release the numbers. Like I get some inside television um, rankings and things and emails. And this was like a major headline two weeks ago, you know, and and Chris put it up on her thing, but you know, they don't release. So it's like, that's bullshit. You know, they're not releasing the streams. They claim they never release the streams. You don't know if that's true or if they're just saying that to get people to go and watch. I mean, it's, it's people manipulate in, in our world of podcasting, you know, people can buy downloads. They can buy streams. Oh yeah. they can buy everything we see it in every industry um so to have organic traction is just it's you know it's so rare I mean I I will say this again like uh, until kind of partnering up with you I never watched Vanderpump Rules I never cared about any of those people um I love Southern Charm so obviously I'm I'm into that but um, you know, I, 
I didn't know a lot about Stassi. She looks gorgeous at her wedding. I, I consider her a friend and I really love Taylor Strucker who has a podcast. She's there. I've been following Taylor's Instagram and just how beautiful Stassi looks and Bo and their child. I mean, they look great. It does look like it should be a television moment. Tom and nobody's right. It's just Tom and Katie. Tom and Katie are the only two there. You know, um, was it Shayna? Was she demote or uninvited? Okay, first of all, Sheena, now I, I've been skipping a lot of things, which I've been invited to. I skipped Sheena's live podcast, which was in New York during the wedding. I skipped some other things. Lala in Texas. I was supposed to go to Texas for that. I just, listen, everything sounds great until you're busy doing your own shit, right? I'm like, I can't go to Texas for two days, but I, I would have. But so Lala had live gigs. Sheena had one night only. So that's why, but I mean, I saw something like Sheena. So I think also Stassi and Bo had a cut invites, but Lala and Sheena had actual gigs that night. And I don't know why Jackson and Brittany weren't there. That, to be honest with you, that shocks me the most. I mean, there's no love loss between Stassi and Tom Sandoval. So to me, it's like Tom and Katie. And I, I truly would have expected Jackson and Brittany to be there. They don't have a gig they have to go to. I don't know why, I don't know why they weren't there. But Stassi said we had a cut and like Taylor Streckner is her real, real true friend in like the real world. So there you go. So, I mean, so are Lala and all them, but, but, you know, so listen, it's, it is what it is. I don't think there's any controversy around it. I think it could have been nice to see it on TV. There are the rumors swirling. We're going to get into the new show or do you want to get into the new shows now? Bravo put out what's coming back and what's renewed. Nothing really so surprising, but Van- shockingly, Vanderpump Rules season 10. It's green lit. Coming. Wow. That is huge. That's, that's kind of surprising. We did not think that was going to happen. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess I'm not shocked, shocked, but I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I mean, is it, is this a good thing? I mean, are we going to fix the franchise? Or is it like, we don't have anything else in the programming slot. Let's give it one last try. I hope, look, I mean, just please change the show, change the show. Like we don't need to see Charlie working at, you know, we have a real divorce between Tom and Katie. We have a real breakup, which apparently, you know, I don't even want to say what was it, what I read recently you know Stasi said like Lala and Randall's breakup is really darker than you think than and you I think really I read something I read oh. something oh okay well Look, you have to dish I I don't know what blog this was on it has nothing no Stasi saying this period she said nothing else she just said it's darker than you even think Lala has said it's darker than you think. I don't want to get into it. I read on some blog and I don't know where, but that, you know, like Randall, you know, is older than Lala and Lala's younger and Randall likes, Randall likes younger. And I'm just going to let everyone's minds go to where it wants to go on that. So I don't know if that's, but regardless Cause that is pretty dark if we're going down that road, but yes, Lala is single and she doesn't want to mention him. So we have that. We have James and Raquel breaking up. We have, you know, Sheena and Brock are still together. Raquel. Sheena just posted a video when she was in New York. Now, Nima from Shaw's lives in New York, but Sheena posted a video, her Brock, Nima 
and Raquel. So people are like, is Sheena kind of confirming that Raquel and Nima are together? Shaw's is canceled. Maybe Nina, uh, maybe Nina, maybe Nima will pop on over to Vanderpump Rules. Look, we have Paige and Craig. Paige and Craig are doing double duty. Paige is going to be on Southern Charmed. So, so Southern Charm. So maybe Nima will be on Van. So I think, I think it's going to come back and I think they're going to change the formula and it's going to be like, let's deal with the real world and, and what's going on and just make this a different show, right? Like stop showing Sir. And I mean, you could show it like Lisa's of course going to be in it, but let's really get into it. And it's a lot more interesting than Tom and Katie being married and James and Raquel and like, you know, Lala with Rand. So we really do have a different show. And like it, look, am I hopeful that it's going to be fixed the way Atlanta has bad ratings now? No, I'm not. But if, if they just take a step back and do this right, Vanderpump Rules could come back to the, the pinnacle that it once was. It just has to be done right. Okay, but wait a minute, wait a minute. So wait, did we or did we not get any confirmation about the cast members for none? It's been greenlit, but we don't know because there is talk that Stasi could be back. There I mean, is talk we, that Stasi and Jax and Kristen could be back in Brittany. Yes, I mean, there is do talk. We think you know. I say to myself, okay, this wedding because this is this is Stasi and Bo's second wedding. They actually yeah. got married in secret or in their backyard or whatever, like in 2020, right? So this was kind of the one to invite friends. So. Do we think there's a chance that this is being filmed hmm. for Vanderpump and we just don't know? Well, I don't think so, but I, you never know. Okay. I just wondered. I mean, I don't, you know, if it was being filmed, cause it's interesting, you know, I went to Tom's um, Instagram, you know, he put up no story about it. Um, yeah, maybe Tom's just not that social. You know, Taylor, as I said, I, I love Taylor. So I follow Taylor Strucker. She's been posting a lot. So she maybe, has, and so has Stassi. And so has Stassi. So maybe if it was being filmed, we wouldn't be seeing as much as we're seeing. I don't know. Or maybe we would to throw people off. I don't know. Or, you know, listen, I think if Stassi came back, we would have somebody with a handheld camera there where it would be like, you know, flashbacks. You or, but look, I mean, there is this rumor that Stassi and Kristen and Jax and Brittany will be back. Wow. I don't really I think, think, I mean, they should just go down that road. I don't think that they will. I think they will stand by this decision. Listen, a lot of people still, I mean, even like have come for Stasi, like bitches making money and like people there's, listen, she's not canceled worldwide. She's doing just fine. Sorry, people. Nobody's canceled. I mean, did you nobody. see Roseanne? No, did you see Roseanne is back on stage doing comedy? I mean, nobody is canceled anymore. You're if anything, you're canceled for a brief period of time. Um, you know, I just now, go back to Mel Gibson is working and Chris Harrison from The Bachelor has 25 million dollars. And how many seasons, how many years was he on The Bachelor? 20. Do you want to be doing the same job in 20 years? I mean, God help me, I'll be on my deathbed doing behind the fucking velvet rope. But that's a whole nother story. But I'm sure Chris Harrison would like to never work again and certainly not on The Bachelor. And he has $20 million. So Chris is canceled with $25 million. I I just saw, you know, because obviously I'm obsessed with TikTok. I just saw Sharon Osbourne, you know, Piers Morgan launched a new talk show that he has like in London or whatever. And and Sharon Osbourne, you know, obviously Sharon Osbourne fired from the talk over really, I mean, just defending Piers Morgan, that Piers Morgan wasn't a racist against Meghan Markle. I mean, it really kind of was. I think when we step back, like, what? I mean... Anyway, um, 
you know, Sharon was essentially making the argument that none of these celebrities are canceled, but people in real life, they are canceled and they're the ones that can't afford to lose a job. And if you go online and you say something, I mean, even like Gina, you know, um, oh God, Jenny, like Jenny Newen, you know, I mean, they have plenty of money, it looks like, but Sharon was arguing for celebrities, they're never really canceled, but people in real life, if you make that mistake, you are canceled forever. And the financial repercussions are enormous. I would um, agree with, I mean, Sharon, like, right. I don't understand how you're canceled as a celebrity. I really oh, don't. I now listen, there are working actors like Randall's ex, Amber, and like there are people that work, but when money is not really an object, how can you really be canceled? Like, listen, I've said this before. If Nene Leakes decided that she wanted to have a Patreon paid podcast like Kelly and Rick, like Stassi Schroeder. You'd make a lot of money. If Nene wanted to have a weekly, daily, hourly YouTube channel, you have to put the content out yourself. And that's not the same as $3 million on Real Housewives of Atlanta, but trust, trust, as you know, the shit adds up when you do a podcast. So Nini can put something out there if she really wants. No, I don't really think now is the time when you're in a major lawsuit. But when this is all over and she walks away with her settlement money, Nini's not necessarily canceled. So it's like canceled from major, you know, she's from major stuff. But yeah, I mean, and that's a whole different thing because that's you suing versus, but yeah, Sharon Osbourne's not canceled. Someone's going to someone's not going to take Sharon Osbourne on Dancing with the Stars or give her a start over and in the UK or she, Sharon never needs to work again. It's just fine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, Stassi got married and nobody's there except Tom and Katie. Le so, right. The new shows, Leva Bonaparte from uh, Leva Bonaparte from Southern Charm has a spinoff. Didn't see that one coming. Didn't see. And I think there's another spinoff. I thought there was another spinoff from Southern Charm. I thought there was another, like, you know, we tried Southern Charm, like New Orleans or something. I thought okay. there was. Hold on. Oh, 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 speaking of, I literally just, this is what happens when I talk to you and I pick up my, my phone. Well, people are apparently, oh, I'm so sick of, the, this is about Stasi using this blonde hair. I'm so sick of people using the word, this is not, a, a, I'm just reading this. Um, I'm so sick of people using the word cancel. This blonde haired, blue eyed white woman was never canceled. Right, she was held accountable for her actions. And then after accountability was supposed to be had, she used a black woman's platform to appeal to right, Tamron Hall, only to turn around and ask as, as if Tamron Hall tried to set her up. This clearly showed she hadn't learned a thing and wouldn't talk about the things she said about black folks in Oscars. I don't even know what she said about the Oscars. She was ignorant then, and she's still ignorant how you write a book. See, a lot of people are pissed at Stassi's book. How you write a book on being canceled when you never have been. Right, I mean, people don't get canceled. It's all just a bunch of, and we're not arguing whether you should or not, and blah, blah, blah. There is no cancellation. People react... You know, I mean, people and that's and that's when I go off on people on, on our YouTube, well, when mean, people make a comment and I'm like, I'm a lawyer. So I know what this comment is implying. You're implying by this comment that you're implying that you and I are racist because we're talking about, will Nini come back and Nini's lawsuit? And we didn't read all the claims and the tweets. And it's like, I know what you're trying to do here. It's not going to work. So that's when I tell people to fuck off when they start making those comments. I don't care whatever you say about me. It's just when you're going down this road of thinking you're going to be, that pisses me off. And when people tag people, when they're like, 
well, I can't believe you had Margaret back on your podcast. Um, you know, you should really be more fair to at Teresa Giudice. I'm like, you can tag Teresa all day. I'm not fucking scared of Teresa. Like, those are just these little ploys that piss me off. Not, not upset yeah. me. They're just stupid. But go on. Well, I, no, I think with the cancel culture now is so many people across all networks are canceled for just, you know, again, like Sharon Osbourne defending Piers Morgan not being racist and what Sharon felt like what Piers said was not racist and then kind of went back and forth with her um, co-host, which then people felt was also racist. But it's like, okay, compared to what, like, some real legit racist stuff like that's really just Sharon's opinion and maybe you think that she was you know aggressive as a white woman towards her black co-host but still it's like is that does that warrant I mean you know that's I think people are just so tired of the the scale of it you know it's like yeah I just I'm kind of people want to speak out and say what you want but Kelly and Rick make plenty of money on their unmasked platform. There you well, go, Kelly. Of, look, I mean, people forget this is, this is what I, you know, because uh, again, I keep going back to TikTok, but anyway, people forget like this past like presidential election, you know, president Biden won in some States by like 25,000 votes, people 40. I mean, we are a country that is 50-50. I mean, ca- uh, I say this all the time, both times when Trump won and Biden, like we've never, we haven't had an election in the past eight years that was like a landslide. So no, there is no landslide. I mean, so many people agree with what Kelly and Rick put out. I, I don't, but that doesn't mean they have enormous support. You know, people stop- cannot be told to not speak their opinion. They will revolt. That, that is where we're at. That is, I I agree with you. That is different than pure, dire hatred and racism. They are two different things. I I, I agree with you. Not everyone agrees with us. We'll be called racist for this conversation right here, right now. But the bottom line is that's, that's, that's right. So that's where Kelly and Rick have momentum and people are thrilled to listen to them because they are giving a voice to people that feel that they can't say something because they're going to be canceled. And that, that is not sustainable. That's not as we go forward. Well, I think you're seeing the tide change, which is a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, so those are the new shows. We have million dollars back, which I love the million dollar listings. I mean, so ever no real surprises, but the Leva thing, I didn't see that coming. And Vanderpump is back. And that's a little shocking. Um, Andy mentioned his favorite three housewives. Did you see this? Okay, are we shocked? Teresa, um, of course, Countess Luann. And who is the third? Candy I Burris. I didn't see that one coming. I know, I didn't know. And that don't one. get me wrong, guys. Let's just stay focused that Andy works for Bravo and no one is making this list of his that's not currently on Bravo. So for everyone that says, why isn't Nini on Bravo? Well, I don't think he's really thrilled with Nini these days. I mean, he's had issues with Bethany. He would take her back. But like, it's current. He's just current but um Luann does not shock me I know Luann well and it's clear to me that Kim D and I fight to the death every week on Patreon he's like Andy Andy hates Teresa I'm like Kim you need to step out of yourself and you need to I know you don't like Teresa but you need to be objective that's what we do here behind the velvet rope it's not our personal opinions of who we like and don't like Andy loves loves Teresa 
loves. So whether all these listeners right now, you love her or hate her, Andy loves her. And that does not shock me. He loves Luann. That does not shock me. I've known that for years. And I just, it's not that I, yeah, I guess I never really thought about, you know, because I think of, when I think of Atlanta, I always thought it was Nene and Andy before all of this, but it doesn't shock me that he loves Candy. Nope, it doesn't shock me at all. We actually talk about that this past week on my show. She gives a reason why she thinks she's on the list. And she said, because it's out now, Andy said to her, you know what it is? You never ask. You never ask to have something edited, taken out. Like Candy is, I mean, she said, this is what Andy told me, that she's just, and I'm like, yeah, the amount of housewives that scream and bother him, like Jill's Aaron, hi, Jill, you know, of like what to take out and what to do and all of that. It just, so yeah, Candy doesn't ask. She's like, look, and I'm, I'm the same way. If I go on some other podcast and then it's like, I'm like, oh shit, I did fucking say that. That like, is such a rarity, whoops. by the way, for, for people listening to this or watching, that is such a rarity because David and I know how many times we have to send questions beforehand to publicists oh. and we're asked to edit this and we're asked to take that. I mean, the amount of times. So that's- That's, that's cool. why I will never, I, I am not a hypocrite. I will never do it. I don't care. I could say, you know, first of all, I'm a lawyer. So ask me anything I I can handle. If I don't want to answer something, I will tell you I'm not interested in answering that. Thank you. But I'm like an open book. And to me, it's like there there are absolutely times I've been on other podcasts where I see the little clips they're using and I'm like, oh, I'm cringing. Did I really say that about this person or whatever? And I'm like, I would never, I never ask someone to take it down. It's like, if I said it, Shame on you, David. Shame on you for opening your big, stupid fucking mouth with no alcohol, with no alcohol. I don't do podcasts for my own with alcohol once or twice. That's it. So it's like, I, I said it, sorry, you deal with the fucking repercussions, little boy too bad if you don't like it. So that's why, but it doesn't shock me. Nope. It doesn't shock me that they're on the list. Look, I think from the New Jersey reunion, when Andy walks in the back, we have been with this family, the Gorgas and the Judiches from the beginning. So he loves Teresa. And I do think he understands like this woman. I mean, Kim is like, well, what did she give up? She's been making millions of dollars. It just, it doesn't matter what she gave up. She is, we, she's led us into her life for all these years that Teresa's not going anywhere. No. Ever. She is the most protected housewife. And you could argue, well, like Luann isn't on the TV anymore because Roni, and she is fired from Roni. She is, they all are, but she'll be on the OG show whenever it comes around. So oh, this totally, doesn't shock me. Totally. We're not done with Luann. Um, David, I love you. I have to leave you. Love that you. is fine. We really got to everything. And can I just say next week when we talk, a little teaser nugget for next week, we got to deep dive into Ashley's provocative photos on RHOP. And date, honey. And um miss mia thornton is feuding with the professor miss osefo so we have to dig into that and what's going on like potomac we've got a feud between wendy and mia i i have a whole kind of i don't know um theory i have a whole theory with ashley darby a whole prediction with her also next week i'll have some scoop for you because giselle and robin are doing a reasonably shady podcast live in silver spring maryland you know 
my stomp, my old stomping grounds um, at AFI Theater. So I will get some scoop on how this show goes. I almost wonder if this is, I think this is their first live podcast taping. Maybe they've done another one, but not that I've seen. So this is pretty big for the women. So I'm going to be, I'll get some scoop and see how it went. If I had the energy, I would just get on a train and go down there because it's really close by, but I don't have the time this week because we have shows to do for these lovely people. But get some tea from that. Get some tea. Where can everyone find you? You can find me behind Um, the velvet rope. I, I love it. I mean, look, I, I love doing this show with you and the audience is amazing. And I get so many great messages from people oh that love us together and we love you guys. So thank you for listening and sharing this podcast. The Sarah Frazier show. I put out new podcasts Monday through seven days a week and at the Sarah Frazier show on TikTok. I love it. Keep me posted and we will talk soon. Bye. Gorgeous. Bye. Love you. See ya. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.